0: You're listening to Boomers Today with your host, Frank Sampson. Well, welcome to Boomers Today. I'm your host, Frank Sampson. Of course, each week we bring you important and very useful information on issues facing baby boomers, their parents and other loved ones. And uh, I know... Each time, I thank everybody, and I'll continue to thank everybody because our listeners are growing each and every day, and it's because of all of you that uh, share individual podcasts or the entire show with friends and family. Many of you, uh, you know, listen to it uh, maybe on your morning walks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Some of you go to our website at uh, boomerstodayradio.com, and we uh, so much appreciate it. And I know why you're sharing uh, our podcast with others, because we have great guests, a lot of great information. And we're certainly uh, today is not going to be any different. We're going to not going to disappoint you. We have with us uh, Carrie Byrne, who has her Ph.D. She is a researcher, collaborator and entrepreneur in aging care and connection. She is the founder of the Long Distance Grandparent, a mission-driven business helping grandparents strengthen relationships with their grandchildren, no matter the distance between. Carrie is focused on improving intergenerational relationships within families because these relationships impact everything from mental health to ending ageism. She she shares practical research-backed strategies through her blog, Email newsletter, speaking engagements, and membership program. So, Carrie, thank you so much for joining us on Boomers today. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah. So, wow, what a great niche you're in. I'll tell you. I'm a grandparent, so I'm, I'm I'm excited to hear all about this. So, uh, you know, I, I you know, you you have a background in uh, studying aging for. So you've been in it for a while, and and you uh, and you kind of got into this niche. How did that all happen? What uh, what was the catalyst?
1: Well, so I actually started out my career wanting to be a child psychologist, <laughs> and was very focused on that when I started university. And then I volunteered for bonus points. I was quite a keener, and volunteered. Um, so that I could get these bonus points in a nursing home is what they called it at the time here in Canada. And the relationship that I created during that placement changed the trajectory of my career and my life really. So I, you know, from that point on had studied aging in a variety of different settings, looking at in particular family caregiving was something that I studied for a long time, uh, looking at healthcare issues. I always knew that connecting generations was important because truly, no matter what you're studying or learning about in the field of aging, relationships are key, uh, whether it's in healthcare, social care, whatever it is you're looking at. Uh, But then I became a mother. (laughs) And so you said you're a grandparent. I'm actually not a grandparent and people are often surprised uh, to find that out when they meet me. Uh, but I'm the parent. And when I had my first son, I really saw the impact that it had on the grandparents in his life. And I felt like I'd created this wonderful creature for them. Uh, the joy that they that you could see on their faces when they were around my son it just got me thinking about the grandparent grandchild relationship. And then shortly, I guess about two, my son was about two and we got transferred to Dubai. And mm-hmm. so we were always at a distance from the grandparents. I married a British guy, so um, my in-laws are in England and my dad's family's in Ireland. So we've always been at a distance, uh, but this was a re- kind of an ultra long distance situation. I felt personally committed to making sure that my child was connected to his grandparents. and. As the years went on, we lived as expats for five years. We were in Dubai for a couple of years, in Houston for a couple of years. And when the pandemic hit, (laughs) uh, there seemed to be just an extra need for connecting grandparents and grandchildren from a distance. And it was something that I had been looking into. And so I was able to launch my business and really focus in on helping grandparents uh, to connect with their grandchildren from a distance. So that's how I kind of came to be where I am today.
0: That's great. That's great. So it was a personal situation, which mo- most of, most of our situations are it was personal reasons why we get into our, uh, and our in our in our niches. Uh, I know that was the case for me as well. Yeah, I always say to people I said no matter what people tell you about uh, being a grandparent, it's better. <laughs> it's better. I've heard this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So.
1: I've heard it and I think that yeah I think people really uh, in general just underestimate a few things about grandparenting and certainly uh, one of them is the desire of grandparents to be involved in their grandchildren's lives and I think the second thing is actually that I really do believe that just a society at large needs grandparents now more than ever and so the relationship is key for a number of reasons. And, you know, I came to it personally, but professionally, I've you know, always wanted to amplify the voices and situations and transitions and experiences of older adults. And so this is really quite aligned with what I want to do personally, but also professionally. So it's a great, it's a great fit. And it's a business that I love doing every day. (laughs) I'm really, I'm grateful for it and lucky.
0: So, so you said it was interesting. You said, uh, I I don't know the exact words, but it's more important now than ever. Um, Why do you think?
1: Well, i I'm sure some of your listeners will, and, and this, is, this has been true, I suppose, for years, but we're seeing all these reports about our youth and mental health issues on the rise. And you know what we know about the relationship between grandparents and grandchildren is that it can influence, in a positive way, grandchildren's mental health. So when children report that they have, and we're talking about adult children now, talk about having a positive relationship with a grandparent, a strong relationship with a grandparent, they score lower on depression scales, they score higher on well-being scales, and they're actually less likely to be ageist as well. And so Mm -hmm. these are three pretty (laughs) heavy-hitting kinds of outcomes that I think, broadly speaking, that most institutions are, are and or should be interested in. And what it's about is making sure that grandparents have these strong and meaningful relationships.
0: Yeah, yeah, interesting. You know, you—I uh, know—we spoke before, and I know you wanted to, you know, chat a little bit about some of the myths uh, when it comes to grandparenting. Can you share some of those with us?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, let, let me let's talk about age of grandparents because
0: okay, great.
1: People people often think about. Uh, you know, a grandparent may immediately think about someone in their 70s or 80s, but people actually become grandparents on average in their early 50s. So that's right. the age of a first time grandparent in their early 50s. And so they will have a long relationship, 20 to 30 years relationship uh, with their grandchildren. Um, that, that would be one of the biggest myths that I face and see so, you now. Of course, you know, by the time people are 65, I think about 90% in America are grandparents. Uh, So I'm not saying that all grandparents are 50, uh, but much like anything, when we're studying and looking at experiences of older adults, we just cannot group everybody into the 65 plus category. I'd say, uh, secondly, that grandparents, you know, aren't interested in technology or aren't savvy with technology. Uh, grandparents are, and, you know, I deliver what I deliver in my business. Uh, on zoom we use an online portal people use these things and in fact grandparents are often interested in technology and learning more about social media because of their relationship uh, with their grandchildren so I think those are probably two of the biggest myths and and probably the third is that this idea that grandparents are passive in their role uh, because what I'm seeing more and more of is that grandparents want to be intentional in this relationship and certainly from a distance realize that it takes uh, intention planning and preparing to actually have a relationship with a child from a distance yeah
0: yeah so what are i mean we'll we'll, we'll, in in a few minutes we'll let people know a little bit more about what you're doing and how they can learn more but what are maybe is there a secret at all, a special secret you could share now, uh, relative to long-distance grandparent, grandparenting?
1: Yeah. Well, the the number one secret <laughs> to grandparenting from a distance, and I actually think you know, to grandparenting in general, is to sweat the small stuff. So someone wrote a book, don't know how many years ago, it was called "Don't Don't Sweat the Small Stuff." Well, right. I think I encourage grandparents to sweat the small stuff, and what I mean by that is that you want to know the details of your grandchild's life. And so you want, you want to know what their friends' names are. I mean, it's a much more meaningful conversation. uh, If you can talk about, you know, being at the park with your friend Sally uh, or being out at the movies uh, with Avery, as opposed to just saying, how was that, you know, how was that movie with your friend? When you remember these small details about them, this is signaling to children and signals to children that I'm listening I know about your life i care about your life and so whether it is you know what they like on their pizza (laughs) uh you know how they spend their saturdays i i I think that being a grand detective always just stepping back observing their lives and kind of getting into their world and understanding what's happening in their world is a very key way that you can uh, you know that you can facilitate this relationship and also get a cheat sheet I know people have multiple grandchildren Uh, get yourself a journal and just note down the details so that you can follow up so if a child tells you about something um, you know about a soccer match about whatever's going on in their life that you can then follow up and ask them about it yeah so that would be I say you know one of the number one uh, secrets to grandparenting from a distance in particular um, but just grandparenting in general
0: and it's, it's interesting you say that because I uh, I happen to be a grandparent. I have, I have uh, grandchildren that are nearby me and I do have grandchildren that are across the other side of the country. So, you know, I'm experiencing both. And um, when you get together with grandchildren, you're getting together physically with grandchildren, you know, you're... There's experiences you're doing together, whether it's going to the movies or sitting and doing a puzzle or playing tic tac toe or whatever it is you're doing it, you know, you're doing it together. Uh, Long distance, it's more that phone call or FaceTime call or whatever the case may be, or Zoom call. So there's a huge difference can you speak to that at all? I mean, it's just, it's not the same uh, as as being face to face, of course. But um, I mean, you touched upon some of this, but uh, what are, you know, I think you brought up some great points, you know, make a journal, ask questions, you know, it's certainly not going to be the same as getting together. You know, you can't, it's tough to replace that. But uh, can you expound upon that at all for those of us that have you know, uh, grandchildren afar?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it, there is nothing like being together in person. And FaceTime is wonderful, or the video chat, whatever video uh, chat you use uh, with a grandchild, Can you, know, you can't hug a video. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's a big difference. It actually is one of the, the reasons that I focus on long-distance grandparents is that there is an emotional complexity to grandparenting from a distance because A, you, are, you feel like this is not how I expected to be a grandparent, it's not what you envisioned. And so there's this period of time where you need to reconcile how you envisioned being a grandparent and what it actually is. And, and then moving on to being persistent and consistent to see what's possible. So you can have moments together on video chats if you come to them prepared to play with your grandchildren I think it's a really new idea that we can play together on a video chat. I think it's new for grandparents. I think it's new for parents. Uh, Even millennial parents didn't really grow up playing with their grandparents on a video chat. Uh, But that's something that is extremely possible now uh, if you just have a bit of preparation into it. And I think that when you're spending time with your grandchildren, whether it's virtual or whether, whether it's on a video chat, Uh, or whether it's in-person, that, you know, one of the things I teach grandparents is something called the connection loop. And so when you are at a distance, you have three main modes of communication available to you. So you have these coveted in-person visits that for some only happen a couple of times a year. Others get to see their grandchildren more regularly. It does depend on how far away they are. Um, You also have some kind of virtual connection potential to connect with them. That might be on a FaceTime chat, a video chat, Uh, might be if you have older grandchildren that have a phone you might be texting with them and then you also have snail mail and the mailbox is a very powerful place to put yourself as a long-distance grandparent or even as a local grandparent because you will be the only person probably sending them mail. Uh, But what I teach grandparents to do is to link those three things together. So if you're going to have a video chat, send something in advance that you can play together. And it can be a really simple, you know, an envelope, tuck a small craft in there that you can do together on a video chat. If you have a grandchild who's interested, send them a Barbie. You play with a Barbie, or to the grandpa who played Barbies on a FaceTime chat with his granddaughter now, just didn't really see that that was a possibility, but now understands how engaging uh engaging that is and so always just trying to link those three ways that you have like those three touch points that you have with your grandchildren just kind of gives it a little for lack of yeah. a better word
0: yeah great great so uh we're going to take a real quick break i promise uh just to uh, recognize our sponsor and we come back we'll learn a little bit more about you and your program and uh share that with everybody okay Uh, so do you know anybody who may be concerned about an older driver? Well, Senior Care Authorities Beyond Driving with Dignity program is a facilitated self-assessment program for older drivers. The program has been designed to serve as a vital tool to facilitate older drivers and their families as they make the appropriate decisions regarding the future of one's safe driving career. If the individual is a safe driver, an advisor will provide him or her with strategies on how to remain a safe driver as they progress through the aging process. So if driving requirement is the appropriate decision, then the individual and their family are offered possible alternatives, resources, and a specific plan to ensure a smooth and successful transition from the driver's seat to the passenger seat. So to learn more, go to www.beyonddrivingwithdignity.com or call 877-907-8841 to connect with a senior care authority advisor in your area. We're back uh, with Carrie Byrne, who's a researcher, collaborator, and entrepreneur in aging. And uh, we're talking about long distance caregiving. So uh, Carrie, it's just so... We don't uh, run out of time and try to squeeze it in. Why don't you uh, share with our listeners a little bit more about uh, uh, your, your program, your website and, and, and any, anything else you'd like to share?
1: Well, listeners can go to my website. <clears throat> it is the long And you can really find everything that you need to know about me uh, at that website, I also started something called the Long Distance Grandparent Society uh, a couple of years ago now. And this is for those of you who have grandchildren uh, between the ages of two and 10. And I describe it as a digital subscription box uh, where I provide a PDF file that has, you know, all kind of really the connection loop is is, uh, prominent in that pack where I give you mail to send to them that uh, then gives you something to chat about on a video as an example. So it's snail mail, I give you virtual grand dates. We have a beautiful community of grandparents who get together every month uh, because grandparenting from a distance, as I mentioned earlier, is emotionally complex. <laughs> and it, it brings up emotions that people like to come together to discuss and uh, to get insights from other grandparents who are going through the same thing. I, I bet that there are listeners who have friends who have grandchildren that are around the corner it's sometimes hard to relate to them because they're able to see their grandchildren uh, all of the time and you have this kind of piece of you that's in pain around uh, feeling like you're missing out on the relationship and so really what I share uh, through my weekly newsletters you can sign up for those on my website uh, is a variety of kind of practical ways to stay connected uh, but I also do address the emotional piece of grandparenting from a distance. So I've got a couple of guides that you can download for free on my site about, you know, the ultimate cheat sheet uh, for video calls that give you examples of games to play. And you can email me anytime, reach out. I'm always happy to hear from grandparents and I do hear from a lot. <laughs> so I'm, uh, you know, always in some kind of regular contact with grandparents because I like to know what is happening for them and, you know what are the issues that are top of mind for long distance grandparents?
0: That's great, and that's Carrie at uh, K E R R Y at the longdistancegrandparents dot Correct? Is it yes. right? Yeah. All right. Good. And you
1: know, yeah. truly, when it comes to grandparenting, there's such a you know wonderful uh, array of resources available now, no matter what your circumstance is. And so I'm also very happy for anyone to send me a note if you're looking for something around, for example, estrangement uh, is something that I hear a lot about for grandparents, um, you know, or any other topic that you're facing as a grandparent. I have a wonderful group of people that I collaborate with and I can certainly send you any resources that might be helpful. So I just wanna make sure that grandparents aren't doing this alone. Uh, I really do believe that just like, we're not meant to parent alone, we're not meant to grandparent alone. And it's much better in a community, <laughs> like
0: most things, much yeah. better in a community. Yeah, let, let, let's talk about a, a tough subject, all right? And if you have any input on, on this, and I'm sure every situation is different, but I just want to get your, your view. I mean, like you said, uh, yeah, a lot of grandparents, they become grandparents in their 50s. But What happens if those grandparents are older than that and uh, uh, start experiencing health issues, Uh, and you're dealing long distance and they may be talking to grandma or grandpa, you know, uh, every week or something like that. And now it's going to every two weeks and then it's, you know, and what's going on, you know, and maybe health is an issue, uh, any suggestions on on dealing with that, uh, depending on the age of the of the grandchild? I mean, are you uh, totally truthful with what's going on? Are you hold back certain information of what's going on? Any thoughts there?
1: Yeah, well, we've we've dealt with this in our family a couple of times already uh, because we have older grandparents in our life. My husband and I had children later in life, so I'm. I was what, what was called a geriatric mother, and so we have older grandparents. And you know, it, it absolutely comes down to the age of the child, how close they are to the grandparent. I think that you know, if you're dealing with uh, memory issues, kids will start to notice, and you do need to address and have those conversations uh, with them. There are some lovely storybooks that are available. Uh, that can help you to, to discuss some of these issues with children. I think it's important to be really candid and forthcoming with kids because they know what's happening. You don't want them to be scared uh, or surprised by something that happens. And, and so I would say start there. I mean especially if it's younger kids, like I said, lots of storybooks and this is how children process things is often being you know presented an issue through a book that you're then able, able to talk about and also some really great resources that kids are dealing with grief uh, of any kind. And, you know, this, this happened, this is an important relationship (laughs) for people. And so when it starts to change uh, there needs to be a discussion about it so that kids can be prepared for what's going to happen. Right.
0: Right. So Carrie, I would like to talk about a subject matter that's also tough uh, but we deal with it in our society today, and that's ageism. Um, so uh, how do you feel grandparents can be influential when it comes to helping to end ageism and educating their own grandchildren and et cetera? Because I know that uh, you know, you see some young children who are attracted to older people, and you have some young children who get a little nervous around older people. Uh, depending you know just depending on the person so just your thoughts there and is there anything that you do within your, uh, your you know your organization to help with that
1: yeah I mean so ageism in grandparenting is, is quite related mainly based on the research because we know that when a grandchild has a positive relationship with a grandparent they're less likely to be ageist. And this is true of very young children. Even so they've looked at even preschoolers, uh, you know, teenagers. And so one of the things that, um, you know, like A, really having a positive positive strong relationship with your grandchild, which is what grandparents want anyways, is a wonderful buffer and a way that you can contribute to making sure that, you know, your grandchild doesn't grow up to be ageist. And, you know, ageism has a lot of, there are a lot of consequences, right? Not seven and a half years off our life if it's self-directed ageism. And so I think that for some, you know, for children, when you're around your grandchildren, be really mindful of how you talk about aging. I think that there are ageist things that are kind of self-deprecating uh, that that many of us say. I mean, I've heard people in their 20s talk about, oh, they're getting older, <laughs> and it's with a negative connotation. And I think we want to, we definitely want to flip that and, you know, highlight for kids and for the people around us that that aging is the goal. <laughs> that you know they're aging, right? They are older today than they were yesterday. Uh, and that it's something that we are collectively actually trying to do together as a society is to get older. And so it's not something to be feared. Um, but like I said, what the research tells us is that having a strong relationship with a grandparent is ultimately uh, one of the most important things we can do to address ageism. Gotcha.
0: So Kira, we we unfortunately only have a couple minutes left. Maybe just any words of wisdom that you could give to those out there that, uh, our grandparents, going to be coming grandparents, uh, uh, just any words of wisdom that you'd like to uh, give to them who are dealing with uh, grandchildren long distance?
1: Yeah, I, what I really want for grandparents to know is that it is, it is so possible to have a relationship with your grandchildren from a distance. Uh, I've now watched this happen time and time again over the last couple of years and working specifically with long distance grandparents. It requires a great deal of persistence and consistency, Um, but your grandchildren need you, and so I don't want grandparents to give up on the relationship So whether they are 5 or 25. There's always a way to get back in and strengthen strengthen the relationship. And so Google is your friend. There are a multitude of resources online uh, about how to talk to a teenager, as an example. So Google conversation starters for a 13-year-old girl. And tons will come up uh, so that you are prepared for some of these conversations that you're gonna have with them and really being there to listen to them uh, and to be an encourager and a cheerleader. Like this is what our kids need is someone else who is, you know, pointing out the good in them, pointing out the things that they're good at uh, and giving these positive affirmations. And so I really am envisioning a world and a generation of kids that are just so influenced by their grandparents um, that we see some of you know less depression higher well-being and just strong and meaningful relationships so i mean i would leave you with that
0: great great well I'm that's that's wonderful advice and uh I'm, I'm i'm so happy you're doing what you're doing it's so so much needed and uh uh, I want to, you know, I got to check it out. Uh, the long distance grandparent.com. Check it out. Carrie, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us on boomers today. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for
0: having me. And thank you everybody, uh, for joining us on boomers today. Please, please be safe. And we'll, we'll talk to everybody next week. You've been listening to boomers today with Frank Sampson. To learn more about today's show, visit boomerstodayradio.com and join us next time for another edition of Boomers Today.